There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, good afternoon. Welcome. It is the Lori and Julia Show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment on a sunny but cold, most productive day of the week. So we got a good show lined up for you. Going to chat with a very talented actress by the name of Paris Bennett. She's marvelous, and she's starring in the uh, children's theater company. It is CTC, right? Yep. Yes, CTC. They are doing The Wiz, and she plays Dorothy. We're going to talk to her later. Cool. Very cool. Well, we have a notable obituary to get today, and I think you saw this in yesterday's paper, and then I saw it also again today, and that is Sally Pillsbury, an active Woman in our community, particularly in politics and the Guthrie and Planned Parenthoods, has passed away at the age of 93. She and her husband, for decades, she was just very, very generous. Amy Klobuchar um, said in a statement on Sunday evening, I was saddened to learn about the passing of Sally Pillsbury. She was a Republican who was a staunch believer in women's rights and a strong supporter of women running for office. And so Mm. she sent her condolences. They... The significant things uh, that she and her husband, Sally and George, were patrons of, and of course, Pillsbury. Pillsbury. Family. Family. Mm -hmm. Um, The Guthrie Theater, Planned Parenthood, and Pillsbury United Communities, which was the Pillsbury family's nonprofits, uh, human service and arts organization um, that was established by his father and uncle. She was on the Guthrie board for decades. She helped raise money for the University of Minnesota Hospital, the Betty Ford Foundation, and Women Winning, which is a statewide organization that encourages women candidates who support abortion rights. Wow. And running for office. Um, Some of the political highlights of Sally Pillsbury's life. Dwight Eisenhower's scheduler in his Chicago <laughs> presidential <laughs> campaign office. She was probably like, wow. you know, in her 20s I or something. I love that. And she gave the nominating speech at the 1964 Republican convention in the Bay Area for Minnesota favorite son, Walter Judd. I've never even heard Neither of Walter have Judd. I, I and I terrible. To know that he was Minnesota's favorite son. She also has a bench installed in her and her husband's name at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. She loved oh, the fair. We'll, we'll find that next year. It'll be a good little uh, scavenger hunt. Yes, and she grew up in St. Cloud, and she was the daughter of Wheelock Whitney Sr., a okay. Republican businessman and uh, philanthropist. And, of course, yep. her brother was Wheelock Whitney Jr., and um, wow. anyway, they were they were married for 65 years until he passed away. Oh. So she's uh, got um, uh, four children and a memorial service is being uh, planned 
in the early spring. And of course, if, you know, they just ask for people, if they do want to make a donation to do it to any cause in her memory. Right. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So. All right. I was wondering. Yeah. She was 93 and she died of natural causes, but she did have dementia and uh, so, anyway, and her, her that's a good long life, Lori. It, it really is. I yeah. mean, we've been when we see that the 93, 94, 95, even like, the late 80s, that's those yeah. are good long lives, yeah. And uh, I guess her husband lived until the age of 91, so he passed away in 2012. Okay, all right, so there you go, we've got that, we've got that done with. Uh-huh. Anything Check. exciting happen with anybody last night on Monday night, or did we just take one more night to recover no, from the, just, the fun nothing, weekend? Nothing exciting. Nothing? No, no. I got nothing. Ah, uh, here's my uh, dilemma. So a couple of weeks ago, people helped me so much with the peanut butter dust or whatever the peanut. Oh, yeah, my friend Maureen well, sent us the, the powder. Peanut, peanut butter powder. Mm-hmm. Because Casey was leaving. And you were like... He, uh, it was like a five-year-old or like when, you know, just anytime you have little kids around and they constantly have sticky fingers and yep. Casey making his protein shake with peanut butter and i said how can i convince him they don't make peanut butter anymore and now he oh, loves that, the dust oh does he oh, oh really where did you buy it at? they have it everywhere lawns okay. target okay. it's right in the peanut butter aisle so peanut butter dust is sold right by peanut butter or is it in the spice area no it's in the really? peanut butter area and it has 83 percent less fat it's actually if you were someone who's trying to drink Protein shakes or something healthy. Because you want to gain muscle or something or yes, whatever. This is a very good alternative. Really? We're already on our third thing of it. Oh. What does it come in like? A- it comes in, it almost looks like a Parmesan. Oh, container. okay. Hmm. Are you kidding me? No, and he just uh, like he's like I guess that was I didn't realize. But it'd be so much easier to deal with than peanut butter, just logistically. Yeah, I don't know that you'd use it for baking because in peanut butter cookies you want the real peanut butter in there for shakes and malts. Yes, yeah, and it comes in vanilla and chocolate, and now I'm going to have to get acquainted with how to keep stainless steel appliances uh, clean because um, that's what you got. Casey is... Uh, what is we doing our kitchen? He's yeah. still a sticky-fingered man, and uh, the stainless steel betrays him every day. It does. Oh, fingerprints. It fingerprints. Does, it, well, and it just, you have to, um, well, like, whenever you wipe it off, you have to use a dry buffing cloth. You have to dry it. Yeah. Because even if you just wipe it, it, it leaves water spots from your sponge. Not unless you get the stainless steel wiping cloth. Yeah, I was just going to say, you got to They use the actually right have those, and that yeah. you don't have to dry. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've been using my Norwax. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That's just right. what I've discovered, but I'm just like, right. wow, I'm doing this every day. This is something I didn't <laughs> used to do no. with the old white stuff. No, I know. Yeah. You can't. You can see stuff now. No. How about today? Doesn't it feel like it is the middle of summer? I, I, told, I called my mom today, and she goes, why is it so noisy in your car? I said, I got my window down a little bit. It's 14 <laughs> really? degrees. It, it feels, I feels even... warm. I got my heated seat on. It feels <laughs> warm after the cold weekend. I didn't wear gloves. I didn't, I didn't wear any... my jacket. I don't know if it would have been as fun if it was balmier, because I think part of the fun was just bundling up and everything, because we did a lot of outside stuff. Yeah. And I think, and I was thinking of that today, because it's... It's well, we right. do have all the gear. Right. I mean, people who live here, if and usually it, it really feels like it's warm out, which is so crazy. Julia, we got broken early January <laughs> after that cold snap Christmas. in December. Oh, jeez! When it was, yeah. but uh, Paul, you know Douglas in the Star Tribune today, he the re- weatherman, the weatherman, he reminded us 
that it was four uh, winter four years ago. This winter, we had fifty three straight days of sub zero temperature. Never broke zero. Fifty three days. That just do, sounds awful. Do, don't you? We barely do, remember yeah. it, but we all were going out of our mind. The only reason why it's manageable is the sun comes out. On cold days. I mean, yes. the sun is in the sky, so it was a 53 I, gray sub-zero 53 days. 53 wow. days of sub-zero. So he was like, it was a count your blessings kind of sure. a thing about the cold thing, just yeah. reminding us. And I thought, I don't even remember that, but I'm sure we complained about it. Because that's too many days. Really? 53? Well, 53. That's it was like getting time. to be a bit much in December when it was like two weeks straight of sub-zero. Yeah. Yeah. But we actually no, endured 53 days. I know. Days I remember oh, that. We are. That a was the, bunch. when we first heard of the vortex or the what was the thing from Canada? Polar, polar vortex. Polar vortex. Mm-hmm. <gasps> All right, listen. I have a cleaning tip for you. Oh, from do the, you, Donnie? I knew from, someone would go right. from the restaurant industry where they deal oh. with a lot of stainless yeah. steel. Yeah. What do they say? A knife, uh, a knife, nice soft cloth, carbonated water. Really? Yeah. It looks like so combined. soda water. Yeah, soda water, unflavored, of course. That you yeah. just. Streak free, just that's wow. all you need. Oh, okay, look right. at that. There you go. All right. So we luck. don't need to ask Eloise. We can just ask our people no out there. No kidding. In Thank you land. for the tip. All right, listen, when we come back, we've got our story we can't get enough of. Oh, listen to that beautiful Andrea Bocelli singing. Perfect. So pretty. So, so pretty. Okay, so Clint Eastwood made a rare appearance on Jimmy Kimmel last night. and He's so fun. He is so fun. And he's got a, a new movie premiering, the 1517 to Paris. And the premiere night was also last night. And he was joined by six of his kids at the premiere. You know, he's got a lot of kids. Yeah. Boy, six? He's got six, yeah. Wow. And, uh, oh, boy, I mean, just, they just, he just really. Anyway, here he is on Jimmy Kimmel okay. about... Uh, why he wanted to do this movie, which is based on the true story that happened um, the of two three American, American men who mm-hmm. came face to face with a terrorist on a train holding more than 500 people in 2015. I do want to talk about this movie because it's so, first of all, it's a great story. And for those who don't know the story, these three American, young Americans were in Paris or overseas in Europe on a trip. And they stopped this terrorist who had a gun on a train. And they were hailed as heroes. And we, as Americans, were all very proud because usually people hate us over there. So (laughs) you decided to make a movie about this starring the actual guys instead of replacing them with actors. Which really is cool. It wasn't a terribly popular idea at the beginning, but it, it, <laughs> but I thought it was a great idea. And uh, the guys, uh, I remember when the incident first came down, it was uh, very impressive. And the fact that the guy didn't have a gun, he had an AK-47 plus a 9mm pistol plus a box cutter knife. I mean, the guy was l- l- laden down for bear. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, uh, he's, he just runs at him. Uh, you ask him. He's been on your show before. Yeah, Spencer. I, yeah. I wanted one of those cars. You got uh, yeah, that's right. You gave him a car. We I, did give I him said, a car. I've, been, I've been on Carson. I've been on other things. That would be, I never got a car. Well, we gave. <laughs> first of all, Oprah would definitely give you a car. <laughs> And oh my gosh! So Jimmy Kimmel gave a car to one of the guys. He, yeah, he had um, uh, U.S. Air Force Airman First Class Spencer Stone on. 
um, when this right after this happened. Right. And he, they did give him a car. And later in the interview, after they take a break, they did come out with the three guys, Anthony Sadler, uh, uh, Alec Scarlatos, who's in the National Guard, mm-hmm. and then Spencer Stone. So here he is uh, talking about why he decided not to use actors, but to use the actual guys. This is just unheard of. I it think is. it's wild. When did you make the decision to cast the actual guys in the movie? Well, that came uh, after I, we were talking about the film. They just have a book out on the thing. And when I was talking about how this happened, I was asking questions much like you are now. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, I just looked at him and I said, I don't know if I can find guys with the same faces and the same enthusiasm. I'm sure I could have, but it just seemed like an interesting idea. At the Did time. you consider casting the actual terrorist in the movie as well? <laughs> That, the French put their they put their foot down on that. They but, did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, yeah he's still in the slammer. <laughs> They're very difficult. Yeah, aren't they are they? difficult. Give away the end. Appreciate good things. If like two, that. let's say, so you, I assume you gave them a screen test or some kind of audition of some kind. No, no, it nothing. It, we were just going over the technical of a thing. They were acting as as uh, tech, technicians, telling us exactly what happened and how it happened, and we kept going over it and over it and over it and as. Finally, as we did it about the 10th or 8th time, I uh, said, you know, would you guys like to do this? And, and uh, Spencer Stone said, uh, are you, uh, don't you think we ought to take acting lessons? And I said, no, please don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, don't want, I mean, acting lessons are great if you're going to go into it for a profession and you're going to keep stay with the, with the program. But for this, I just want you guys. I, I don't want any... Anybody interpreting something else? Did you direct them differently uh, from the way you would typically direct a professional actor? A little bit, a little bit. You, is it in a way? And I don't mean to. It, was it anything Secret. similar to the orangutan? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of be natural and go. <laughs> that was a lot of years. Ago. I know, but it made a really big impression on me. And he said the name of the orangutan correctly, not an orangutan. What what is that reference to? That uh, uh, the Sandra Locke movie, every which way but loose, where he acted the truck driver Sandra Locke. Yes, the big follow up, any which way you can. Yeah, oh. huge movie was it late seventies or yeah, I believe so, late something 70s, like that. Yeah. Oh my god, he's eighty seven. I can't believe that eighty seven. And these three guys grew up together, right? And you see that in the trailer. And he said it's just about the common man and i just he did have to fight with the studio a bit but he's so successful at making movies i think doing it quickly yeah i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I think the only bummer for him was the Jersey Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I just... everything else he seems yeah, to touch Yeah, and gold. that is like, it's... No one really wants to see a straight adaptation of a Broadway show right. on the movie. It's like the TV shows. It's like how we feel about real plays on TV. On TV, yeah. it's sort of the same thing. So, anyway, so he's 87. He's still with... Uh, 
Sandra or Christina Sandari calls her Christine. She's 33 years yeah. his junior and they watch the Super Bowl together. Um, and um, anyway, but it was just kind of fun. And then at the second break, they had the other, you know, the three guys. Come right. Out. I, it just blows me away. So that movie opens here this Friday, okay. February 9th. And it's called the 1517 to Paris. Paris about and it's the three real life heroes are playing themselves. And another little bit of Hollywood uh-huh. uh, exciting news. Did you love Gilda Radner, you guys? Oh, oh beyond. Yeah. Like beyond. 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 Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. Yeah. She's original Saturday Night Live cast member. Mm-hmm. So the Gilda Radner documentary called Love Gilda, Gilda will open the Tribeca Film Festival. Oh. Not sure when we'll see it in the Twin Cities, but it's, um, it's going to screen... This Thursday, and the film is told in Gilda Radner's own words. It weaves together audio tapes, home movies, diary entries, and interviews with her friends and people inspired by her. So Chevy Chase and Lorraine Newman, mm-hmm. Paul Schaefer, because I think he was original mm-hmm. SNL conductor, mm-hmm. right. Lauren Michaels, right. Um, also people like Cecily Strong, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, who... Inspired by her, Bill Hader. Absolutely. And um, that's interesting. And then, and after she found, right after she found her happiness with Gene Wilder, right the, she died. She was diagnosed with uh, oh, ovarian oh, cancer, oh. and her fight against the disease, disease served as the inspiration for Gilda's House. Uh, Gilda's House and the awareness just yep. about ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so that love Gilda. So hopefully we'll see that. Oh, that would be fun at a theater. Gosh, this summer. she was so funny. She's so funny. So, so funny. All right, oh. listen, we come back. We've got Paris Bennett joining us to talk about playing Dorothy in The Wiz at Children's Theater. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. We are delighted. We have Paris Bennett joining us, who is the, I consider her the headliner in The Wiz, which is a joint collaboration between Children's Theater and Penumbra. Hi, Paris. Hi, Paris. Hi, how are you guys? We're good. We are good. Now, I don't know if you read uh, your reviews, but uh, I will just share with you this. The whiz that opened Friday is, in a word, spectacular. Oh, yeah. I haven't got a chance to do that. Oh, yeah. No, people are raving, raving, raving about just how great it is, and it's so studded with vocal Firepower, and of course, you are in it, and people know you from American Idol. And you know, we know your mom, Jamicia, is in the play. You've right. got so many Dennis Spears, our, our buddy T. Michael Rambo. Rambo. Is this like, did you ever think that you would play this part? Was this a, a dream that you had? Um, I'm, yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to be in this role. I played her in high school. Um, but to be playing her as an off-Broadway is even better than doing it in high school. Yeah, okay, oh, love, okay. I, because, I mean, it is like the sets and the choreo. People are, are, I mean, the Children's Theater in Penumbra, you, they just do nothing but the first-class production. So we can't wait to see this. We're so excited for you guys. Yeah, when are you guys coming? Well, the the show is through March 18th, and it yep. just opened on Friday, so we are definitely going to come. We just don't yep. know what our date is. What has been, you know, what's, I mean, you haven't, it hasn't been open that long, and I'm worried already about your voice. Are you, are you coming down with something? 
Nope, that is just me on every day. You I are? You're, you're kind of a so raspy, kind of like you, Laura. <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm raspy too. So what has been your favorite, what's your favorite uh, part of this production? Is it working with your mom or the my other? Favorite the, my favorite part of the production mm-hmm. probably is just meeting all of my friends as we go through the journey. Um, from meeting Scarecrow to then meeting Tim Man mm-hmm. and then getting to Lion and then us just kind of going um, on our way to finally see T. Michael, who's the Wiz. Which is such a perfect casting. He's perfect. I know as it. The I Wiz. love that. Yeah. So if you're just joining us, we're talking with Paris Bennett. The Wiz just opened last Friday night and the reviews are spectacular. And it's going to be running at the Children's Theater through um, March 18th. And one of the things I was reading in the review is that a woman, uh, you know, wanted to take her 15-year-old uh, teenager, and they're like, I don't want to go to the children's theater, la, 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 la. And she said her daughter was just like, couldn't even believe how great it was. So this is an all-ages show. It's not just directed at children. It's got right. a great message with unbelievable musical performances. Yes, of course. Um, we see all kinds of uh, audience members. We also seen a dad. Who had on like the Tin Man costume, and he came with his brother, who had on uh, a Dorothy costume. So people come in their costumes. Um, I've seen all their people, all the way down to babies. Um, everyone comes expecting something, or at least one thing, um, and leaves seeing a whole bunch of things. That's so awesome. Okay, you know, I'm watching an old YouTube video. I'm watching your audition for season five of American Idol. Mm-hmm. What was your audition song? I can't hear it because I'm on air. But <laughs> what was your song? Um, I did uh, Dixie Chicks, Cowboy Take Me Away, and uh, Take Five, a jazz, jazz number. Oh, wow. Now, how many songs do you sing in the Wiz production, Paris? Um, I sing like six different songs. So you're, yeah, I'm thinking pretty much the whole play. <laughs> how fun. And and do you think that, um, you know, being in this long of a production, because it really is a longstanding show that a lot of people are going to have an opportunity to see. Have you been in anything of this length before? Um, it definitely is a lot longer than uh, normal right. theater timing. Uh, so it definitely is a challenge. It teaches you a little more about uh, guarding your your craft, um, which is something I'm always taught anyways by my mom and grandmother. Uh, but I mean, I guess, I mean, it has its challenges. I think it's just how you kind of maintain yourself. Right. Did you do anything fun Super Bowl weekend besides being no, your play? It was, it was too cold. <laughs> it was oh, too cold. you're a baby. <laughs> You're it a Minnesota baby. She's got to protect I those know vocal you do. cords, man. I know you do. Yeah, I, well, I just sang, and I did a show Every day this weekend. I know you do it. I bet that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Greta Oglesby is in it. She's mm-hmm. playing dual parts. I, I mean, it, it's a powerhouse uh, cast. Was that at all intimidating? Or since you're basically a showbiz pro, like, what would you say since you were how old? Have you been performing? Uh, since I was four. Four. Okay. So was it not intimidating or a little intimidating? Um. Uh- not so much intimidating by the, the people that I was performing with. I think my biggest intimidation has been myself um, in trying to be a different Dorothy than what everybody else ex- 
expected or have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been my biggest critic this whole entire rehearsal time into tech, into now. Um, even doing shows and we've already been started, um, I want to make sure that I'm a different Dorothy than um, people expect or what people seen the night before or someone that somebody has told to go see I try to be different. Well, both both newspapers, both Star yeah. Tribune and Pioneer Press, used words like that you bring electric star power. Uh, so you're <laughs> you're uh, succeeding. Your, your self critique is uh, working because uh, you impress. It's not easy to impress theater critics. No, they are the. Oh hard, yeah, they, I know, and I'm nervous when they come. Yeah, oh, I, I when would they tell me I'm like. <laughs> When they tell us downstairs, I'm like, uh, okay. okay. Why did you tell me that? Thinking. I was doing so much better. <laughs> and what do you think the message at the bottom of it all f- uh, for the whiz? You know, if people have never seen the 1978, the movie Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, yeah. or they're not familiar. What do you think at the heart of it that the whiz, the message is? I mean, it's basically the Wizard of Oz. So, right. But for you, what do you think it is that you're we're telling the audience? I think the message is finding home outside of actual the actual home. Um, home can be anywhere. It doesn't necessarily have to be home, um, like under a roof, in a room, you know, that type of thing. It's finding home within people, places, and things, um, finding home in the environment and in things that are just around you in everyday life and kind of um, finding your love for that thing to make you further love yourself and and them. Wow, yeah. that's so very profound. I I'm it's so, so it's so good. Now, Paris, do you, if you have to choose between acting and singing, could you make a choice? No, I can't. Well, I would have been able to before we started the Wiz, but I think now I just like doing both at the same time. Mm-hmm. In the play, I get to be really silly. Um, and interestingly enough, people think I'm funny. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I mean, singing is something I've I've was born. It's like breathing for yeah. you and doing, yeah. So I like doing both of them. You do. Well, I can't wait. We can't wait to come see you because this just is something that an event we don't want to miss. And the collaboration with Penumbra and the Children's Theater and directed by Lou Bellamy, mm-hmm. hands down, so excited. Thank you for being on our show. We no will- problem. We will look forward to seeing you. The Wiz is playing at the Children's Theater now through um, March, March 18th. 18th. org for tickets. Paris, take care. Wonderful to talk to you. We love talking to you guys, too. And make sure all the kids go to um, Pizza Luce's and get their coloring sheets. So okay. They can get the free meal. Oh, good. Oh, well, right. look at that, Paris. Thank giving us te- good scoop. Thank you Thank for you. telling us. Pizza You're welcome. All, All right. right. Bye, uh, guys. She's so cute. Darling. No, that, that show just, I, I mean, it, both papers. It's like the, the the reviews were coming off the pages, like, must go see Spectacular. You've yeah. never seen anything like this. So it's a pizzazzy production. It really is. Uh-huh. And, uh, okay. Gosh, I re- we talked to her years ago. Yes. Remember when she came in with her mom? She was on the season with Chris Daughtry yeah. and Ace Young. And she sang, a, I remember she sang Kiss by... Prince, mm-hmm. she had to do like another version of her because it had to be like a song that came out the year you were born. Oh, okay. And she also, I remember she did a bar, like did the way we were. 
Mm-hmm. She was only 17 Ooh. when she was on yep. American Idol. She's like really incredible. And I think she was in like fourth or fifth. Yeah. Just she was in the the remaining five, the top yeah, five. The top five. And it was back in the days with Simon and uh Paula, Paula and yeah, Randy. it was the original mm-hmm. crew. It was mm-hmm. the original crew. Um before we go, another uh YouTuber just lost out on a a big a big uh, role. So remember last spring I talked to you about this book by Angie Thomas, The Hate You Give. Yes, 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 yes. This yes. is called the yeah, yeah, The Hate You Give yeah. and it's by a young woman in her twenties. It's just kind of an incredible um it kind of reminded me of sort Why of do like I to, feel like I'm reading it. You're not reading it. Okay. Um it's kind of reminded <laughs> me of like to kill a mockingbird or catch her in the yeah. rye. It's like really speaks What's from, the title again? The hate, uh, the hate you give. You give. Oh, the it's hate going you give. to be oh, yes, a movie, yes, yes. and yeah. it was just an incredible, incredible book. And um, anyway, this kid who got cast as the main character's uh, boyfriend, she's a seventeen-year-old girl, mm-hmm. and her she goes to a, a school that's not in the neighborhood that she lives because her parents wanted her to go to, to another school, school. Yeah. because of um, the gang violence and stuff that's going on. Anyway, this YouTuber by the name of Kian Lolly was cast as the unknown actor who would play her boyfriend. Yep. And he just got dropped from the movie Why? because... Um, he posted something on YouTube? Oh, yeah, Julia. He, no. Yeah. He will no longer appear in The Hate You Give. 20th Century Fox said the studio plans to recast the role of Chris and reshoot scenes as needed. Why? Because he... Uh, Was it racist? Yes, very, very, very racist. He So he did a racist post? That caught up with him. Oh, no. On January 26th. So it wasn't that long ago, but he was using the N word. Oh, come on. And one of the things about the hate you give is about, you know, the racism that is out there that people of color have to endure. And, you know, they can use that word, but other people can. And so here is this Kian Lolly, you know, rapping, rapping. And. Anyway, now he lost out on that role. Okay, so. well, be careful what you post. And I know. Be careful what you say, and don't be so stupid. That's just dumb. <laughs> yeah, very that, that's the message of today. <laughs> Thank you, mom. No problem. Yeah. All right, listen. When we can go see the Wiz, damn yes. it, because it is a spectacular show by all accounts. Uh, when we come back, it was the Oscar nominees luncheon uh, yesterday, and it's been an annual tradition since 1982. We've got some of the photos of the daytime fashion. If you'd like to look at it, at my talk on the Lori and Julia page. There's a little Paris Bennett singing uh, from American Idol yeah. several uh, years ago. I don't know yeah, how many years exactly, ago. No, exactly. Ago. Quite a few. Quite a few. Yeah. Um, okay, so yesterday the Oscar nominees luncheon was happening. Because that is coming up in that a month. That is coming up, and it's been an annual tradition since 1982. The Academy is celebrating its 90th year. But you know who I didn't see a photo of, and I think she wasn't there at all, even though she's currently the favorite, Frances McDormand. She doesn't like these Hollywood things. But remember at the SAGs when Frances won for Best Actress and got up on stage and was like, hey, all these younger actresses need doorstops? I feel like she was basically telling the Academy she appreciates the honor, but don't vote for her. That's how I took it when she said it. Don't vote for her? Don't vote for her. That's what she said. Don't vote for me. There's lots of good younger people. But who else is in the category that she's even in? There's plenty of other people that are in the category. Margot Robbie is in it. Uh, uh, Meryl Streep. 
Yeah. Uh, Sally Hawkins. Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water. Uh, and I'm missing somebody. Um, uh, Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse, yeah. From, she would, from she Lady would be Bird. the youngest. And she's seems like she's taking that seriously. And maybe she is working on something else. Yeah. But she's not campaigning for this Oscar at all. Not like a lot of other people. Um, the fashion... Yeah, Mary J. Blige, because she's been nominated for Mudbound in the supporting yes. category, she has been bringing her fashion game. She might be having financial problems with that bum of a right. soon-to-be ex-husband, right. but her fashion game is strong. She's wearing an all-white ensemble, and it's at the Beverly Hilton Hotel, yeah. Yeah. and um, she's wearing a white corseted belt, this beautiful skirt, these white leather boots. It's she- just... She was on, I can't remember what show she was oh. on, but she talked about how much she works out. And it's just kind of helped her through all this stuff that's Breakup, going on in yeah. her life. Um, and, I also loved what Allison Janney wore. That was oh. just a killer little black dress. And it's sort of, it's a date, you know, it's a luncheon. So nobody's yeah. really wearing long, long dresses. Um, Sally Hawkins, bless her heart, is wearing polka dot pajamas. Um Sally doesn't care. Sally doesn't she care. Doesn't. She's sort of like Frances McDormand, yeah. but it looks like something that like <laughs> Catherine know. Hepburn would have worn in to the forties. In the forties, with the to gaucho greet, pants. Yeah, to greet Fuck somebody yeah. who's coming over to her house yes. for a fancy dinner yes. or something like that. But with the old rounded tip shoe. Yeah, Octavia Spencer was there. Uh-huh. Uh, she knows she's not going to win. She knows Allison Janney is going to win that oh, supporting, yeah. but she loves the Oscars and. She's there, of course. Sam Rockwell is there. He's he's campaigning. He would yep. like to get that three billboards. Yeah, from... Margot Robbie. Looked have at... you seen the movie? No. Which one? We, none of us have seen three, three billboards. billboards. No, no, no it is it is out. It is you can still find it in the theater. I'll see it before um, um, the Oscars because yeah. that's not until March fourth. But they do the class <gasps> photo um, where they have all of the the nominees and. Um, that's posted. Yeah, it's you can posted. see their fashions. Yeah. Take a look at it. Okay, tell me what you think of this one, Laurie. Matt Smith, Prince Philip from The Crown, mm-hmm. to play Charles Manson for American Psycho director. Is there going to be another Charles mm-hmm. Manson? Yes, there's another one. Upcoming film, The Hollywood Reporter. It'll be, oh dear. It's oh. called Charlie Says. Yep. No. Yeah. Didn't yep. anyone learn from the David Duchovny TV show Aquarius, which I did watch, but I guess people are not interested in watching Well, this one focuses on the three women that were his followers. That Sounds were like the girls. Emma claims yes. the girls. It focuses on those three. It does. Oh, okay. Alright. Well, I mean, I did watch that Aquarius and David Duchovny played the detective investigating Charlie and the Ranch. Right. And, and you I, liked it. I did. But, you know, I was in sixth grade or seventh grade or whatever grade that whatever, whenever Helter, Helter Skelter, Skelter came out, out, I read it, checked uh, it out of the library. Geez. 71. Yeah. Vincent Bugliosi yeah. from Hibbing mm-hmm. was yes. the prosecutor in that. And that book. 74. Yeah, I was fascinated by that mm-hmm. book, and I. Oh my gosh, I just remember hearing. But I the went name. through this whole phase of reading. You know, I read in True, True Blood. Detective. Uh, no, uh, in what's the Truman Capote? Oh, I hated that. In Cold Blood. In Cold Blood, I, I read that. Okay, the letter, the words though, there's no space between the lines in that book. In Cold Blood. Yeah. Oh. Well, Truman Capote is a wordy author. I would say. He, no, but there's no space. I mean, seriously, because I've tried to get through it a couple times. 
And I why you just because I wanted to read a classic, I thought I've got to read this. Well, you could read Helter Skelter. That's more interesting. Yeah, for for you. But no, I'm finishing our book for tomorrow. Oh, the woman in the window. Woman in the window, hands down. Oh, what a twisty. Oh. Twisty book. If you liked Girl on a Train, oh. Gone Girl, you like a, a suspense. This book, Woman in the Window by A.J. Furkin, and I'm so curious. Huh? A.J. Finn. Finn, AJ okay. Finn. We're going to find out if it's a man or a woman. Yeah, you can't tell. It's a guy. I saw his oh, photo. Oh, I see his oh, photo did? right here, okay. too. He's a native of New York. He lived in New England for 10 years. Um, and it's yeah. his debut novel. Oh my! It, he has written numerous publications, including da 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 da. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but this is his debut novel, right? Woman in the Window. A paranoid. Here's how they describe it: It's a boozy paranoid mystery in the tradition of Hitchcock's Rear Window. Debut author A.J. Finn mm-hmm. talked about his noir inspirations and secretly writing while working in the publishing industry. Yeah. Wow, yeah, it's good. So that's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Also posted if you're a Melissa McCarthy fan, she uh, is starring in her husband's. Ben Falcone directed it. He was one of his favorite movies is yeah. Rodney Dangerfield's Back to School. And this movie's inspired by that. It's called Life of the Party. It sounds good though. It looks good. I looked at the trophy, I looked at the trailer. I just I think she and Ben are kind of magic together. Yes. Well, they have fun. And even though that one where she was the Girl Scout leader. Oh, the boss. The boss. I laughed so hard. I yeah. watched it at home. I mean, it didn't make do well at the place you know at the movie theaters i think it made its uh, money okay. back yeah and it, it made was, its money great. back enough oh. that they gave him money again to do another movie because i think her husband directed that she's, one too yeah she's just so funny i wish they would do another spy one when she was the um the that spy good, yes. oh my gosh she's just funny she's she's got the physical comedy too the best was when she was the undercover cop with uh, uh bridesmaid no, no no with the, that's the spy one. Oh, the spy no, no, the undercover cop with... Uh, oh, with Sandra Bullock? Sandra oh, Bullock. Sandra. I like I the, the spy Heat. one better yes. for some reason. So good. Yeah. You got to know. You got to feel that um, Melissa McCarthy was inspired by Gilda Radner. Oh, of course. You know, just yes. so physical. Hurt. But anyway, take a look at it. It's called Life of the uh, Party. She basically sets fire to her old life and marches to her daughter's School. university. And, and her daughter likes it. Yeah. Her daughter likes her being there, which is unusual. Very unusual. All right, listen, we will be back. Guess how many condoms the Olympics uh, have on hand oh, for God. Here we go. Here we go. This is something we tell you every, every two years. years. <laughs> every four years. <laughs>